want to understand. But one thing I know is that God has his way of speaking to his people. And he said that when you open your mouth, that I will be the one that will speak. So I believe that tonight God will fulfill it, speaking to you what he wills. Praise the Lord. I also saw the outreach of the visiting committee led by Reverend Amechi doing their works. I observed them in a few days and kept crossing paths. And I wish I could join them. But I had this weight on me like I wasn't feeling like me. And that was when I realized some few things that I would want to tell us. It was in my heart to join, but my spirit was cast down. And I was asking, this reverend and his team, Ken, Mohiri, and others who are going around, does it mean they don't have a problem? And that was when I began to pity the ordained will of God. Nobody will ask them, how are you doing? It is assumed it is well with them. And they don't have a problem. Instead of solving theirs, people will even bring their problems and goods on them. The other people I also pity are rich men. I pity rich men. Nobody also believes that they have issues. Rather, people will keep loading onto them even the ones that they cannot carry without concentration. When somebody will say he doesn't have and it's difficult for us to believe whether he has or he doesn't have, then I pity most Heaven can open that 
is closed. No one. There is nothing again that you can do about it. And relating it to what I just said, when a strong man of God will be having issues and no one knows about it. I'm sure it's no news that we have heard some people who will pack their jeeps and they jump into the lagoon. And sometimes I'm wondering, why would someone driving such a push jump into the waters? Why? Because nobody seemed to believe what he was going through. In the same manner, many of us have been in shakes. We have been in difficult times. We have been in difficult situations. We have been in things that we ordinarily would believe that this is a closed case. And in the bid to help ourselves, some of us will even tie the knot the double time. Because this situation seems closed, and that is when you will see an ordained man of God walk into the shrine of someone who is of a lesser strength and power seeking for a solution because he has seen or believed that his case is what? Closed. That's when someone will go to where he shouldn't take advice to seek for one because he believes this is a desperate situation. And people will say desperate situations will require desperate actions. I want to talk about realities. Of course, I did a research some time ago and I saw that the suicide cases we have is on the increase. And I am also certain that it will increase the more following the lockdown and the pandemic. If you are not doing the right thing and you are not a right. We have issues, we have concerns, we have troubles. Someone sent me a text last week and was asking me how are you. I ignored that. And she frowned and then said, You ignore my good morning. I say, Sometimes when people say, How are you? It doesn't mean they want to know how you feel. Because when you open up and tell them how you are, they will run away. So why bother me asking me how I am when you are sure that I know you can't take it, you can't contain what I want to pour out? So how are you sometimes doesn't even really mean how are you? There are troubles everywhere. Even the strong. Is weakened. They say the rich also cry. There are people who are in despair, but it is difficult for you to understand or even to know what they are going through. I am sure that we are all humans inside this house. We all have our pains. Not minding your position, we have our pains, we have our troubles. And as humans, we always make attempts to solve these problems. But what we're talking about is how do you solve the problems? And tonight, I want to be talking to us about the broken parts. Praise the Lord. The broken parts or the fractured parts. By the way, we all know that our team in full gospel for this year is what? I don't know how many of us remember. I shall comfort as what? I shall comfort as what? Job chapter 23, verse 10. I shall comfort as gold. That's a theme for this year. Now, gold doesn't just appear, gold comes with impurities. Gold comes with other elements the ore, the lead, all associated with 
before you get to where the goal is, you will meet all other elements that are around it. And then what you need to do is to melt the gold first. Melt all of them. And then begin to do separation. And before you can get your gold and the pure gold. This process is not as simple as I have just said it. It is a process that requires so much heat and will require some chemical reactions that are even corrosive, that even the people who have smelted the gold could be hot or hanged. They are not careful. Praise the Lord. So, we, we shall come forth as gold. Does not mean that we are not going to pass through tests, nor trials, and even temptations. After all, the fire of all faith, Abraham, was tasted. And I wonder if some of us can do what he did at that time. Your only son sacrificed him on the altar just to show that you are committed to this God. Eventually, the part of the whole story that gets me thinking all the time is how Isaac will be looking at the father when that sacrifice did not work out and they will have to go back together. I keep wondering how that guy will be looking at his father. Like a murderer. He wanted to use me no work. You understand? So, that he was tested. It was a tough test. Imagine what he would have gone through. How many sleepless nights he had. That he didn't even have to tell the wife that this is what God has demanded of me. It was between him and his God. It was a tough decision. That he didn't even let Isaac know. Nobody knew what it was. But he was battling with something. And that morning, even before they left, Isaac would have greeted him that How are you, Isaac? Fine. And he has well showed the same normal love that he used to show. But he was troubled in his heart. Praise the Lord. You cannot come forth as gold without being tested. You cannot come forth as gold without passing through trials. You cannot come forth as gold just the same way that you are. You must subject yourself to the processing of God so that you can appear as the gold that he has intended you to be. Praise the Lord. Amen. Also remember the, the, the testing of Joseph in the, in the, in the palace. And he had something that every other person would have wanted to take, but he ran away. And even his clothes was torn, as we were told. And he could make it without falling in for that. That is part of his own testing and part of his own trial to test him and to bring him forth as gold. And of course, you know, each time you conquer, when Abraham was able to show that he was committed to God, was when his manifestation as the father of all faiths came forth. It was a promise until he could overcome the, the, the trial that was before him. Joseph never came to limelight until he overcame his own. Until you are processed, until you have gone through the trials, you have gone through the temptations, you have gone through all the testings, you cannot emerge as gold. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I chose to talk about the fractured pot or the, the broken pot because this morning on someone's WhatsApp status, I saw something that I so loved. A flower vessel. And I've been wanting to have one. And I saw this beautiful one. There are no flowers inside. And she just posted, if you want your artificial flowers, I have come here. Or let's gather, something like that. And that pot was so beautiful. And I began to imagine that pot was made of pure clay and polished, painted in different colors. You 
You see them. I don't know color. My wife said I'm colorblind. Indeed, I am. But I saw beautiful colors that were fascinating. So I began to imagine if any of those spots gets broken, what happens? That would be a loss. But then there is a place in the scripture that I want us to look at, and then we we'll begin to take our lessons or take our points from that place. I'd like us to look at Jeremiah chapter 18 from verses 1 to 4. Jeremiah chapter 18 from verses 1 to 4. If you're there, praise the Lord. The word of the, the word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Arise and go down to Fortin's house, and there I will cause you to hear my words. Then I went down to the Fortin's house, and there he was making something at the wheel for. And the vessel that he made of clay was manned in the hand of the porter. So he made it again into other vessel, as it seemed good to the porter to make. Praise the Lord. Some of us, by virtue of what I identified or what I talked about initially, the problems that we are going through, we have been broken. Some of us were made to be wonderful, of course, in God's image. Some of us came with promises. Some of us came with something that the whole world is waiting for to be manifested. But we are broken. We are dislodged. We are discoordinated. We are disoriented. We are no longer what God has intended us to be. We are beaten. We are battered. We don't have shape anymore. We are void. So much so that even depression has set in because we can't see any value inside of us. By the things we have gone through, we are broken. By the things we have gone through, we are no longer connected to destiny. By the things that we have attempted to do in solving our problems, we are no longer in the center of God's will and His purpose for us. By the efforts we have made to open that book and read it by power by force, we have become double sealed that no one can again help us. We have come to the point of confusion. That point where we don't even know the next line of action to take. That point where wrong begins to seem right and right seems wrong. You will get into that place where you are so confused that nothing seems to be in this place. Everything is turned upside down. By the reason of the troubles of this life that God will have gone through, we are not what we should be. And the worst part of it all is that we know, we know that this is our situation. We know that this is the trouble, but we don't know what to do. Praise the Lord. That is the frustrating part. You know you are in trouble. You know you have issues. You know what is troubling you, what is fighting you, what is around you. But what to do is what you don't know. Because you have applied the little that you know, and it doesn't seem to be working. Praise the Lord. It was so in the story of the potter and the pot. They have made this pot, and it was so beautiful, and he is making it. And at some point, that the pot is no longer what it should be. We are in the place that are in the hands of God. 
so that you can start all over again. Have you ever made a wrong, made a mistake using a pen, even as a child writing? You know, sometimes it's difficult to erase. But if you make a mistake with a chalk on a board, what do you do? You clean it and you start all over again. Tonight, God is giving us an open canvas that we'll have to begin to draw afresh. Praise the Lord. We are products of what we think. And God said that I will give you whatever you can imagine or think of. He is able to deliver. So can you imagine it? Can you think of it? God is able. But he has to remold us. He has to melt us. And he has to remold us. There are deficiencies that are in each of us that is holding us down. It could be procrastination. It could be anything. But there may be a habit that has so helped you and has not allowed you to take your flights. There is something. There is a dream you want to accomplish. It has been there for years. But it's not even happening. Working and struggling and it's not happening. There is something that is holding. But God is delivering all of us tonight. He's going to set us free from everything that entangles. And he will allow us to break free. He said that his snare is broken and we have escaped. Whatever it is, we are escaping it tonight in the name of Jesus. So something may be holding us back. But we want to fly. How can you fly and be like the eagle when all you have around you are the chickens? It could be the problem of friends that you don't want to leave. I have someone who had an opportunity to leave the shores of the nation. The only thing that brought him back is because he married. They said with his friends, he was aged that he said, Oh, my wife, my wife, my wife, my wife. For two years, others were making progress, doing their studies, graduating. He couldn't finish the course they went for. He had to come back home because of my wife. There are persons who would have also had an opportunity to travel to the city to do a job. Maybe you have such relatives and they are not willing to leave the village to go to a place where they will have the opportunity to become someone better. They are held back by something that they do not even know about. But tonight, after God has dealt with us, we are coming back and we shall come forth like what? Like gold. Praise the Lord. We have the opportunity of starting afresh. We have the opportunity of starting afresh. My youngest brother, before he got married, said that if only God would allow him to draw the kind of wife that he wanted, that he would take so many years just drawing the nose, and he would take so many other years just drawing the eyes, and that by the time he finishes, that the wife would be like a particular button. But what he didn't know is that God, not if God allows it, praise the Lord. God does what? He allows it. He said, I will give you one. Can you imagine it and can you think about it? There are several things that have been in my mind. Part of why I am worried is that I made a commitment to bring some number of persons to God by 2020. We didn't get to April and the lockdown caught up with everyone and scattered not just my own ambition, but even the ambition of others. Nothing seems to have worked from that time. But our God is working. In Jesus' name. If it is not working, our mouth will not be talking. So it is working. It is working. So it affected every other thing. 
And you see the target that is near needs. But if God is in it, and like we are starting afresh, it's going to happen for all of us. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. So there are things we would have set as goals for 2020 that seem not feasible anymore. Someone said, remove this year from me. I didn't use it. It doesn't matter. It's used, it's used. You have existed here for this year. So there's nothing. But I'd like to tell you that we still have a fresh start. There's a new canvas that has been made for us. What we need is, can you begin to write exactly what you want on it? Can someone let me say a fresh start? A fresh start. That's what they did with the play. He had to bend it again. He had to mold it again. He had to squeeze it. He had to press it. Until all the SS air leaves, all the SS water leaves. And then it is in the context and he wants it and then he can mold another box. We're talking about the broken box. There is another chance of mending it. Of course, someone can do much patch on that box. I hope you know. But if there is another pressure, that box breaks a second time. But God used that illustration to tell us that he's willing to give all the patience. He's willing to bear with us. That he's willing to wait until we form and become what he wants us to be. I'm going to work with you in this whole thing until you become who you have made to be. You have made to be. You will arrive in the name of Jesus. Amen. You will fulfill that destiny in Jesus' name. Amen. So we have that chance, we have that opportunity to come again to do it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He says, count it all joy when you are tested. Despite all you have been through. Ron Kennedy said, despite all I have been through, I still have joy. I still have joy. Despite all you have been through, your joy should not be tampered. Your joy should not be taken off from you in the name of Jesus. We are works in progress. You are not concluded. Even though you are broken, you are still work in progress. Even though they have distorted your system, you are still work in progress. Even though they have counted you off, you are still work in progress. If only you are going to take the second chance opportunity that God is giving to us. You may have entered wrong places. You may have taken wrong counsels. God is giving you a second chance. You may have adopted a wrong habit as a lifestyle and you are even proud to show it off. God is giving you a second chance so that you can show that you are the works of his hands. Please can we look at Isaiah chapter 64 verse 8. Let's see what that says. Some of us. 
your spiritual weights, your accomplishments, God may not have been so impressed and so pleased. And that is why we need to be reminded that there is room for more. You have not reached your climax. There is still room for you up there. He says in Isaiah 45, I am the Lord. I am the Lord. And there is no other apart from me. There is no God. I will strengthen you. Hello? Since I will strengthen you. But you have no, you have not acknowledged me. Though you have not acknowledged me, but I will strengthen you. So that from the rising of the sun to the place of its setting, people may know there is none beside me. I am the Lord, there is no other. So despite our actions and our mistakes, in our attempts to solve this problem, to loosen the laws, we have tightened it the more. He says, You have not acknowledged me. Still, I will strengthen you. He said, In the times of your weakness, that I will make my strength evident. In your troubles, that's when God will have to shine. In that situation of yours, that's when God wants to show. You know, God is a show God. He's a show God. When the doctors would have given up, that's when God comes forth to tell them, man, all you are doing is just nothing. When everybody has given up on that matter, that's when God will come to show you that I am still God. And of course, there's no deputy God. He says, I form the light and create darkness. I bring prosperity and create disaster. I, the Lord, do all these things. Praise the Lord. You, you heard of Sabov, render my righteousness. Let the clouds shine down. Let the earth open wide. Let salvation spring up. Let righteousness flourish with it. I, the Lord, have created it. Verse 9. Woe to those who quarrel with their maker. This is where I want to put. Woe to those who quarrel with their maker. Those who are nothing but potheads among the potheads on the ground. Does the clay say to the potter, what are you making? Does your work say the potter has no hands? Woe to anyone who says to a father, what have you begotten? Or to a mother, what have you brought back to? Praise the Lord. Sometimes we do not even know when we contend with God in his progress. Sometimes we do not even know when we begin to ask him these questions. I think it's not a situation that if I was praying, my prayer to God is whatever you are doing, do it now, 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 now. In other words, God is late. You understand what I'm saying? I was thinking that God is late. This man, you are wasting time. Look at the man. The man has progressed. Are you not seeing John? Look at how far John has gone. We graduated the same time. Look at that other family. They all have five lawyers. And all my own, they are just here in a wedding. Pushing women. Look at the other person. Look at that other person. But I want to also want to tell you that the man has died. And I am alive. That all the other ministers, they are all dead. And my own children are pushing down with their life. Are you with me? I was just busy comparing myself with people and the things that I see. I was in other ways asking God, what has you begotten as a son? What I declare asking the water, what have you made? If you want to do anything, do it when. Nah, 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 nah. I was worried, I was 
I'll do it faster than even God. Don't I knew his promises. He had told me what he was going to do for me. But man, no time. No time. If you want to do this thing, do it now. When? When? So some of us are in that situation. You are questioning God's timing. You are questioning what he has done for you. Of course, we established in the beginning that until a place melted and all other impurities removed, it cannot come forth as gold. Now, the same way, until God deals with us, I was talking to a group, I can't remember, and I said, part of what I know may be a problem for me and people like me, may be pride. And I have been asking God, break my rights. Hello? Such prayers are dangerous. God may take that thing that is the real thing and take it off you in order to break you. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. He can take away that thing that so matters just for you to be humbled. Sometimes humility is forced. Sometimes it doesn't come with your will like I want to be, you know, humbled. Our pride may not allow us, but God will have a way of breaking it. He breaks it. I have seen from my little life experience that when God wants to do a new thing, that the first thing he does is to remove all the ones that are existing. He removes all of them. And then he will begin to build a new one so that you can acknowledge him. When we read in Isaiah 5, you say, No, you did not acknowledge me, but I will still do it. I will still do it. So sometimes we question him by how fast we want him to be, or the quantum of the blessings that he should give to us. But when you sit down, he says, Count your blessings and name them one by one. You will see that all those things you are so clamoring for are not much more value than the life that you have. Praise the Lord. You will check in your family year to year, no one passes. All of you are counted and you are intact. Isn't that enough blessings? That you come out, all of you is hospitalized, you are not paying any hospital bill. Isn't that a blessing? These are little things that when I check, I just feel like I am so blessed. I don't know what it is to pay hospital bills. I don't know. I don't know. So when you have these little things, you should begin to appreciate them and know that God has done so much for us. Now, if He could do those little ones, do you think He can also do the bigger ones? God can do all things. Nothing is impossible with Him. Praise the Lord. Our contest tonight is just bringing us back to God, knowing that we have a second chance. We have missed it in our pursuits. There are places where you find yourself. Maybe you are in an office like myself, and what you are looking for is how there will be a deal. You know what I'm saying? A deal that you can as well sign off, and nobody will question it, and nobody knows about it. And then that money enters your pockets. It is an issue. It's an issue. Seriously, it is an issue. You can have it for that time. But the Bible says that someday it will be like you are eating bread with sand. You are eating bread with what? With sand. It's like a game, ill-gotten. 
You are enjoying this for the moment. But then, these are the things that God wants to deliver us from. He wants to melt us tonight and put us on a new platform where we can write the canvas as we have seen it or imagined it. Present. These things are not possible if, first of all, you do not have a relationship with Him. All we are talking about is a God-centered life. Serving God does not mean your life will be so easy. Even Jesus himself says, don't think that you have accepted that everything will have to work. But I want you to understand that like the goal, you are under process, you are work in progress. The end of the matter will be better than the beginning thereof. Where you are going is much more valuable than every other thing that matters. So for now, what God wants is to bring out the best version of you. You know the butterfly how it emerges from the eggs and then it begins to turn until it becomes a beautiful butterfly that everybody wants to see. The world is waiting for your manifestation, but you have to pass through the stages. You have to go through the stages. A version of you is being awaited, and that version cannot happen until Romans 12, I mean Romans 12, 2 is fulfilled. That you are transformed and renewed in your mind, then you can understand the will of God. Praise the Lord. If you understand His will, you won't cry for things that are around you. Until you understand, you won't know that you have a second chance and another opportunity to rewrite whatever has been written concerning you. And when they didn't write you again, you will write it yourself in the mighty name of Jesus. Shall we be on our feet? We are not walk in progress. And the only way to be said, if those who are called by name by my name will humble themselves, I will hear them, I will forgive them, and I will heal their land. Praise the Lord. We are talking about the healing of the spirits, healing of our real man, the image of God that is in us. That's the healing that we're talking about tonight. And humble ourselves and ask of him that he will forgive us and he will heal our land. Shall we open our mouth and begin to ask him? God needs to melt us again. Whatever that has existed, let him shake the foundations for our sake. He has to renew us. He has to melt us. I'm tired of the same old story all times. Father, renew us. Like we pray, Lord, you can remove us. Thanks. Nice. 